And I say, hey. Hey! <laughs> that was really nice and in unison on my end. <laughs> <laughs> well done, everyone. Welcome back to Catherine and Sarah. They were on our first Arthur series episode where we talked about all the great episodes of season one. And we are happy to welcome them back for the third episode of this installment. And it, we're going to be talking all about season two I almost said three numbers are hard <laughs> shocker change all your answers now <laughs> um before we jump into that we're gonna go back to regular abttg news because uh as you may have noticed the guest episode came first this month so we that was planned it was not an accident um but we're gonna go ahead and let you know the film club pick for this month which is by me, and it is the freshman. I almost said the graduate. I do it every single time. (laughs) (laughs) It is the freshman. This is a 90s film. It has Matthew Broderick, and even more importantly, Marlon Brando. And he is very special in it. Yes, it is really iconic. Um, Lauren and I watched it together the first time, for the first time this year. I'm just that's all I'm gonna say you should just go in with absolutely no expectations but it is on HBO Max okay and I'm your subscription just ran out (laughs) (laughs) or your local library (laughs) (laughs) possibly on YouTube rentals as well but anyway we'll just do what we did last time and introduce ourselves with a quote from season two so let's have Sarah Catherine Lauren then myself I have a list of so many. I forgot that this is how we introduced ourselves last time. (laughs) Just a moment. (laughs) All good. All good. Catherine, let's have you go ahead in the meantime. Okay. There are thoughts along the way. Oh my gosh. So good. Lauren? I think I'm being called for dinner. I better get home. (laughs) But this is your house. (laughs) I think I quoted that within the past 24 hours. Me too! <laughs> ah, so relatable. <laughs> Mine is, strap-ons, how uncool. Yes! <laughs> there are so many good quotes from this season. There are so many. It was so hard to narrow it down to a top 10, let alone pick one quote to introduce myself. We won't hold you to it for the rest of your life. (laughs) Just the rest of this podcast. Matthew! No? Does no one know I don't think I know that one. Okay, tragedy. (laughs) Um, it's... (laughs) T.W. blows her whistle. T.W. blows the whistle. She blows her whistle and she's like, Mommy, that boy is crossing the street without looking behind me. And the mom goes, Matthew! Oh, now it's coming back. That is a deep, deep cut. That is a deep one. Dang it. No, we love it. I hereby dub you Princess of Safety. (laughs) Incredible. All right. I'm going to come at you guys with a couple of season two facts. 
Season two of Arthur aired starting October 20th, it's 1997, and went to April 17th, 1998. Actually debuted in Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in 1997. Arthur had a float, so that's very exciting. It was only like a year in, but everyone loved Arthur, and so enough representation, and he got a float. Would that I were there. (laughs) (laughs) Two years old. (laughs) But the Associated Press also ranked it as the number one top children's TV show of the 90s. So, Mm. very exciting. All right, we're just going to count down our top 10. Same rules apply. Uh, If someone mentions your number one, we'll stop. You have the right to talk about your number one. Otherwise, if someone mentions one that is on your list, when it becomes your turn, you'll talk about that one. Like, well, you'll talk about it in on that turn and then you skip your turn all right take it away sarah my number 10 is draw good one. Oh, i have draw but it's not my number one it's i guess it was my number seven it's also my number eight so we'll all get a chance to talk about draw this round this episode francine is being mean she's mean to fern she calls her a mouse and then fern gets really upset and she and the other well, Fern draws a comic of Francine that's kind of rude. And then the other kids all join in and they make their own Francine comics. And to quote Pinky, uh, everyone is surprised that Francine has feelings. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I love the episodes where there's any kind of drawing in them. Uh, that's like their animated little drawings, their doodles. Like this one and like love notes for muffy and i can't think of the title of the episode but ancient rome which is season one but i've always loved those as a kid i loved it uh i wish that my drawings could do that also wished that during a word from us kids because they always animate their drawings yes (laughs) i just oh my gosh quotes are what get me the most like when bionic bunny is swallowed by the slime and he says know how to play go fish And also when Mr. Haney is announcing the teacher's charity carnival. Fun, fun, fun. (laughs) This is the episode, right, where it has the iconic, I like fudge, I like fudge. Yeah. So a lot of iconic moments, so quotable, that I just love. And it's kind of fun to see Fern stand up, even though it's not a very good revenge. (laughs) Passive aggressive, but they all work it out in the end. But yeah, I just I just love a lot of the funny moments in this and even the B plot of the teachers. <laughs> it's just great. <laughs> I love the side characters in this one. Uh, it's funny. As a kid, I always was like, why is Miss Tingley running away? She just wants to sing. And now as an adult, I'm like, oh, poor Miss Tingley. <laughs> you will be taking a trip. <laughs> I didn't mean right now. now. <laughs> And Mr. Haney, like, sawing in half the board. Yes. <laughs> wow, it's just, it's just a magic trick. It only looks like I'm cutting it, but in reality... <laughs> and then the board falls and breaks in two. Mr. Haney, wait! So scary. I also love that he has nothing better to do with his time than push around the huge magic box and chase after them. <laughs> like, the principal who's in charge of the carnival. <laughs> this episode also... Makes me realize how incompetent Mr. Haney is. 
like he's making the announcements and he's like what and he like has to ask his <laughs> mrs tingly about everything he doesn't know what the heck he's talking about and doesn't it always oh. squeak too like he presses the button too hard yeah yeah <laughs> oh i love mr haney though <laughs> yeah this is my number five just because oh. i um i remember like this sticks out so much in my mind the the comics and them being drawn or being animated and I just love that. And I would like to make comic strips when I was a kid. And oh. they were very special. <laughs> um, but also, we always just quote green gloop anytime there's anything green. Green gloop forever. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. When the slime eats Mr. Rapper and he screams, I was like, ooh. <laughs> I don't know why I loved the sound of his, his voice when he screamed. slightly fell in love I don't know just like the the way it was so unhinged like you never see that side of Mr. Rappard before season one it was Matt the garbage truck guy or the garbage man this and now time it's Mr. Rappard but specifically his scream I, <laughs> but I also I get so sad when he's so excited with his puppets and everyone's just walking Fern just oh, walks right past yeah. even though she was at the beginning saying I love Mr. Rapper's puppets and he's just like oh I'm like <laughs> I was also very impressed with the puppets because the eyeballs come out oh. what kind of puppet does that is that so <laughs> Sinbad the sailor Sinbad eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and I also remember just being like horrified that Mrs. McGrady was going to pour green gloop on Francine. <laughs> and I never really understood that it was confetti. I think my mom had to explain that to me. <laughs> she was like, no, it was confetti the whole time. And I was like, but she was going to pour green gloop. Like, she's so mean. <laughs> How could she, how could she further this horrible plot? <laughs> oh my but, gosh. So this, I think this is one that was on TV a lot. I rewatched yeah. that one a lot. I think you're right because I yeah this is probably one of my most watched Arthur episodes yes so full of iconic stories and a stinky sneaker that's funny <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> but yes the the green slime that came to town and like yes. can play basketball <laughs> I would again <laughs> yes <laughs> um, this rots <laughs> I'm better than everyone I'm even better than people who are better than me yes i quote that all the time it's so great (laughs) oh my gosh but yes i love mrs mcgrady stepping in and helping francine talk about her feelings like when she breaks down and cries like oh so good it breaks my heart with the sad music Uh, yes i think there's a lot of children's tv shows that are like bullying is bad bullying makes people feel sad but to be like hey don't answer bullying with bullying and like don't fight fire with fire I think was like a pretty unique way of tackling this subject so I appreciate yeah. that I also remember being so horrified at Francine's insults to Fern like that mouse because that's totally that was me in mm. elementary school was the quiet girl so I was like oh no <laughs> people are gonna call me a mouse oh <laughs> she gonna be quiet at me <laughs> Ooh, I'm so scared. And Fern's little eyes filling with tears. That always made me really upset. What an amazing episode. That was just round one. I know. All right, Sarah, we're back to you for your number nine. 
My number nine is Fern Slumber Party. Is this on anyone else's list? It's not on mine, but I'm so glad you're talking about it. I love this episode so much. Fern is quite possibly my favorite character in Arthur because as a kid, I related to her because she she loves to read. She was quiet. She also loved detective stories. <laughs> I wanted to be a detective when I was really little. On my, my kindergarten all about me poster that bless my mom's heart, she kept. So it's upstairs. I have it. I wrote what I want to, under what I want to be when I grow up. I wrote detective mommy. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's adorable. <laughs> but also it's a great, it's, I love all of the instances where Fern's mom is like projecting what she thinks Fern should be or will be in the future. And then Fern's reimaginings of these things, the most iconic imaginary sequences in Arthur. And they're so quotable and so relatable. Like if anybody is ever like bragging about their kids, it's like, it's the equivalent of she could charm the fish right out of the ocean. I can't remember when this would have been, but at some point while uh, Lauren, Rachel and I were roommates, I quoted that computer's poem. Oh, one, 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 one. Oh, 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 oh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and its eyes like move around while it yes, says it. <laughs> I can't remember what, why I was quoting this, but Rachel just absolutely lost it. And I felt very accomplished in my quoting that day. <laughs> <laughs> As you should. The episode when she prints out all the invitations in Wingdings font. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not Wingdings. It's just um stick figures oh okay their arms in different directions <laughs> and her mom's like uh what about the information she's like that is the information <laughs> because she doesn't want anyone to come they won't come nobody wants to come to my party anyway and it's so sad because then it goes to all the girls who are invited and like my mom's making me go to Fern's party it's gonna be boring and it's so I don't know it's such a relatable anxiety that like you're like oh no people are gonna think I'm boring and then people actually do think you're boring but oh my gosh. then you have secret talents and it turns out you're not boring <laughs> so this, a bit one, flesh, but. this is one episode where you're like Francine is the worst because <laughs> 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 she wins the games and then she's like Pat! And then she's jumping on the trampoline and you're just like, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they had good intentions. Like they're like, okay, if it's going to be a boring, boring party, we've got to make it not a boring party. So let's bring games. Let's bring this. Let's bring that. Poor Fern. But then Fern gets her moment to shine, uh, solving the mystery of what happened to Francine's bracelet. This one also, they're so rude to Jenna. <laughs> oh, it's like, Jenna. Jenna, what a slob. <laughs> Always spilling crumbs everywhere. Leaving, leaving out of the trash. And it's, it's like, Nella. I think it's just for Nella. Yeah, she's just so rude. But it's like a full bag of potato chips that has spilled a little bit on the table, and Prunella's just like, trash. <laughs> just like scoops it into the trash. When I was watching it today, I was like, you eat those. Those are eating. I don't remember this episode super well, but the more you talk about it, the more it comes back. It's funny to hear you guys remember it. 
I I love this episode so much. It's one of the ones that like stuck in my brain mm-hmm. long before I ever rewatched it as an adult, especially because in the like flashbacks in this episode, they're all suddenly in like 1920s, no, not 20s, like late 1800s party attire and I love that. I love that so much. Muffy's outfit is so fabulous. <laughs> She's got this updo that's like half her height. Like a nice beehive almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, this was my number seven. Just because it is one that I, like I looked through the list and I, of all the episodes and I picked out the ones that I remembered without rewatching it. And that I knew like, oh, I loved this one when I was a kid. So I know I loved, I just loved the resolution. And in my mm-hmm. mind, it's so much more complicated. Like she like Same. goes and finds the clues and stuff. But when I watched it, it was like, wow, this is two minutes long. Like the actual <laughs> solving of going the mystery. All the clues. Right. But the only note I took because I watched it on the plane today was big fan of Muffy's butler. <laughs> Bailey. <laughs> Bailey. He brings all of her suitcases and he's just like, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, the best. Bailey having to bring the luggage along is one of my favorite running gags in this show. So good. All right, Catherine, we're going to your number nine. Ten. Your number ten. (laughs) My number ten was DW Goes to Washington. Yes, iconic. That's my number eight. This one, I, I again, I just really love because of the quotes more than anything else, because this is one I quote very frequently is, so they go and visit the White House and DW, like, is she, I can't even remember a lot of it. She, like, gets lost, I think, and then they, she ends up, like, eating pizza with the person. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because she doesn't want to go to the White House because she wants to go to Ponyland. Or she wants to see horses. And yes. so then... Go to Ponyland. You want to go to Ponyland. You really must go to Ponyland. Oh my gosh, yes. So yes. then when they're on a tour in the White House, she goes into another room and then it's locked and then the president finds her and the very nice Bill Clinton. That's right. <laughs> Unnamed <laughs> Bill Clinton, but... He totally then... has the accent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And she like likes the pictures of horses and stuff in the White House, as would mom, my mom. <laughs> that felt. Oh my gosh, but I just love when Arthur, they're like at the top of the Washington Monument or something. And DW's like, we were down here and now we looked up here. Now we're up here and we looked down there. What's the point? And Arthur just goes into like this imagining the president being like, we need your help, Arthur. Some people don't get the point. <laughs> and then it like has the slide down the monument. And there's like this big sign that says the point. <laughs> and this guy like goes off it. And he's like, <laughs> I wonder what Lauren thought about that screen. <laughs> I did not rewatch that one. We'll have to go back. Oh it is so funny but like Rachel and I and I feel like my family will just quote some people don't get the point all the time <laughs> it's so funny and I also love when they're like the dad David Reed is like talking to the secret service he's like her name is DW and they're like that's it 
initials. You didn't give the kid a full name. <laughs> and he like shrugs. <laughs> well, he doesn't explain. Yeah. Anyways. I love it when the Secret Service guys are like giving, uh, what is it, like code phrases like peas are in the pod. And then one of the other Secret Service guy goes, what? <laughs> we found DW. <laughs> Yes. And I don't know they all look exactly the same. Yes, yeah. all the Secret Service one. <laughs> oh. Niall and I recently watched this episode. I made him watch it with me because I love this episode. And I I had quoted, and he didn't get it, obviously. So I was like, now we have to watch this episode. So good. <laughs> I think it might be his favorite episode that I've made him watch. So. Wow. Even oh. more than the cake episode? Oh, you know what? No, nothing stands, stands up against Mr. Reverend Monty. <laughs> I love when they're driving to Washington, D.C., and Arthur's like, Oh, if I meet the president, I'm, he's like gonna know that I was like that did this incredible recital and was in the spelling bee. And then when they're having pizza with him, he's like, I got first place in the spelling bee. And I'm like, if that is not me, where I'm like envisioning how it's gonna go so well, and then reality is like, um, ah! that is another really funny thing about this episode that Arthur's like just so into everything, like really wanting to yeah like meet the president ndw could care less and she's the one that gets all the perks and whatnot is really funny (laughs) i love that uh dw when they are looking at statue of lincoln she's like wow he was a giant or something like that (laughs) like well no he wasn't really that size just like first interesting thing and it's a fake (laughs) 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 i I want a spelling bee (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I think he's the president's like, well, that's great, officer. <laughs> I do love that Bill Clinton and Arthur man. <laughs> Arthur imagines that the president like is all knowing. Yes. He, <laughs> he is God. <laughs> so my number 10 is love notes for Muffy. this one involves brain francine pranking muffy into thinking that she has a secret admirer because they believe she unjustly won the science fair um so muffy's entry was all about she made something that essentially is like an easy bake oven (laughs) and so (laughs) brain and francine believe that she bribed the judges and they are convinced that she's going to win the science fair and brain cannot let that stand and so he spends most of the the episode scheming which is just wonderful to watch all of his different ideas and in the end they are pranking Muffy and thinking there's someone in who's older who has a, a crush on her and Rattles makes a very special appearance which is iconic as always by far the best part of um, the episode and the most oft quoted as follows have you ever realized how frighteningly easy it is to manipulate someone into doing whatever you want brain you're acting kind of weird today Am I? <laughs> <laughs> it's the best it is the best <laughs> so scary <laughs> But also I also evil pose on the stairs when he has those fingers. Yeah. 
I can't, I can't talk, talk to you, you right now. Unless you've got all my available brain capacity plotting revenge. <laughs> so good. Oh. My other favorite part is the like imagination sequence of who's writing her this note. Oh, yes. But it's this like guy, this shirtless guy at the edge of the pool, and he's like, You're so stylish. <laughs> he's like dictating the letter to his yes. mother. <laughs> I feel that way whenever I'm like writing someone a note. Just like praising them and stuff oh my gosh <laughs> this is my number three and I have I wrote down the things that he said in the letter because I it kills me every time you're so mature so stylish I think about you every day your smile your laugh your lack of concern that comes from extreme wealth <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh stay so crisp and the colors never fade <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> so funny it's amazing. This is another good uh, Fern as a detective episode uh, because Fern knows exactly what happened and uh, how she figured it out is the best because <laughs> she's like, I know you and Brain wrote that note. And she's like, or like, why did you write that note? And she's like, what? Um, how do you know it was us? And she's like, only the brain could use regardless in a sentence correctly. <laughs> regardless of the difference in our ages. <laughs> and then she's wow. like, well, what gave me away? It must have been a really hard to find clue. And Fern just goes, I saw you put it on Muffy's desk. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I do remember being absolutely terrified as a kid, though, at the end of this episode when, like, rattles is stomping over to the locker and the camera shake is happening and brain says hold on tight this is gonna be bad (laughs) just being so afraid i i felt the same way it was like oh they've never done something like this in arthur it was scary it was scary and i just love how rattles cracks up at the end because essentially (laughs) muffy found out what had happened she followed fern and gets rattles to trick brain and francine into thinking that they would get into trouble with rattles and i love when he walks away and he's like they really did think i wrote you a letter like the way he just <laughs> talks and laughs i love rattles I'm so <laughs> oh, <laughs> Catherine, your number nine my number nine is dw's name game Oh my mm. gosh, a classic. This is my number two, so I will be jumping in. Okay. I also this, have it on my list. I think it's four. This one um, is where Arthur and DW are fighting, and then the parents leave for the night, and Catherine, Francine's older sister, comes and babysits, and they just find these insults for each other. <laughs> the thesaurus. <laughs> oh, and it is so funny. Again, my, some of my favorite quotes are when she comes in and says, you are distended from eating cake. You are also both adipose and corpulent. And then Arthur walks in with a piece of paper and says, you are vapid. Vapid. <laughs> yeah, like, checks it. <laughs> really good at this. It's so funny. Dora Winifred. Yes. <laughs> Which is the imaginary Arthur that DW imagines. And that he's just this evil, like, sorcerer, and he's just a chancer <laughs> name like that. He's, like, on a cloud with a wizard hat. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
He's a witch. <laughs> Every time he comes, he appears. It's just Dora Winifred. Dora Winifred. <laughs> Dora Winifred. In this season, I feel like there's evil Arthur quite a few times. I'll talk about him again later. But I just love the e- <laughs> evil Arthur voice. It's like so high pitched and it's like scratchy and just so mean. <laughs> Calling people names can be dangerous to their health. <laughs> so good when he's like in the little Mary Boo Cow Cup. Yeah! <laughs> that Mary Boo Cow Cup, when I rewatched it, I was like, I'm scared of that cup for some reason. And then, because it's on her nightstand at first. And then mm-hmm. I realized it's because Arthur, she puts Arthur in it and he's like a liquid version inside of it. And then they bring in the cup later and she's like, no! And so... That scared me when I was little. Oh. So I still have scary feelings about that Mary Lou Camp mug. Bad associations. <laughs> oh my gosh. Rachel, do you remember this? Uh, we have a side story about this episode. You and me. I think it must have been for my sister's birthday or something. I posted a slideshow of photos of us. Oh, on yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, and one of my hashtags was. Oh, DW, please move your big, enormous, large, gopher-looking head. <laughs> one of the hashtags. Rachel commented and and quoted like things that you just quoted. Like, you are both adipose and corpulent. <laughs> you are, asterisk, looks at piece of paper, asterisk, vapid. <laughs> and my dad later was talking to me and he was like, is someone cyberbullying Abby? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's my friend. Rachel, you have to watch it draw again. About I bullying. know Arthur out here delivering the best insults, but it's true. I actually do use a lot of the insults from this episode, mainly Goopy, Mr. Goopy. Goopy, yes, you do. <laughs> when I rewatched, I was like, "Oh, that's why Rachel says Mr. Goopy." <laughs> You're not the boss of me, Mr. Goopy. (laughs) (laughs) I also love when the reeds are trying to leave and Catherine's out there and they like come in making a lot of noise and DW's like, he called me, like, he said I looked like a watermelon but with a bad haircut. (laughs) (laughs) I love that part too. That was a good one. (laughs) Kevin's like, don't worry. I can handle it. It's so great. <laughs> when they keep coming in and they they keep asking for like synonyms for words and she's like, I'm so proud. You guys are working on your vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> but this is also the episode that it says this sign can't stop me because I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> that is a meme everywhere. It's true. <laughs> and I also love the the thesaurus. Sheesh. That, <laughs> that dinosaur character was always he's an so icon. Scary. No, I loved him. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh, I when he shows too. up in the end, he like comes in the window. I was always like, no! <laughs> that always made me feel very existential as a child. Because I was like, wait, I thought that was in her imagination. But there he is. I but know. I loved it. It was real? so trippy. Not real? I don't know. <laughs> but I do appreciate his little graduation cap and his glasses. Yeah, he's so cute. And his little <laughs> stick. Uh. oh well walter appears (laughs) my other favorite part walter gives her tissue and she blows her nose for like 10 seconds straight (laughs) oh yeah and he like looks at the watch on yes 
Oh, I loved when the books would open and it would have the the film in it. A thing I remember from my childhood that I was like, I love this episode because of the film in the books. And the words from us kids for this one, when they're like, football head, football head. I'm not yes! a football head. I'm, don't call me that. <laughs> Just like, like, oh my gosh, is that go with this episode? Yeah. I am not I am- a pizza head. I'm a I human, am a human being. Clap, clap. The last kid says, You don't even know me. My name is Carmichael. <laughs> Legitimately offended. And he's like, You don't even know me. My name is Carmichael. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Oh, so cute. <laughs> giving these kids insults to you. <laughs> uh, looks like we are back to Catherine. Catherine, you're number eight. Oh, man. That would be Grandma Thora Appreciation Day. Oh, oh, I have that one, too. Arthur and DW think Grandma Thora is sad, and so they decide to throw her a little party. <laughs> and one of my favorite parts is when they're talking about how to, like, send out invitations. DW imagines, like, <laughs> writing it on a fortune cookie slip. And, like, giving it to the guy who works at the factory. <laughs> it, like, shows the journey of the fortune cookie all the way to some restaurant that Grandma Thora is at with Mrs. McGrady. And Mrs. McGrady opens it and says, What does this mean? And Grandma Thora goes, That must be for me. It says, Please come to DW's house for a surprise party. <laughs> It's just so hilarious. So, what is it? I also what, love it. What number what? is it? Number nine. Um, I love when they're at Grandma Thora's house and she says, Do you want to? What do you guys, what does she say? Do you want to play games or something? And then they say, DW says, No, thank you, Grandma. We would rather watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> just the same. <laughs> And I also remember, like, this pretty accurately portrayed an overnight stay at Grandma's house for me. Just, like, no Wi-Fi, no no electronics that you usually have. Grandma's teeth are in the corner. Like, just things are a little off. You just feel uncomfortable. The bed is weird. You're sleeping in the same bed as your brother. Like, just uh, not comfortable. Like, <laughs> rather be at home. No good treats. She just has like, she's like, my doctor says I can't eat that stuff. So here's some raisin bran or something. <laughs> no salt potato chips. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't remember when this is, but there's one time when they're trying to plan the party and Arthur just goes, no, and he like screams to the sky. <laughs> and when Arthur's friends want to come and he's like, no, you guys can't come. And Biggie starts crying. Oh. <laughs> She wants to come to Grandma Thora's party. And then they're trying to make the cake, and Arthur says, What's a lub? Oh my gosh, That's yes. A classic quote. Yep. And in the end, aren't the whites? Those are the shells. And what and color what are color they? Mr. Know it all. <laughs> and I also love in the end, um, David Reed is dancing with Grandma Thora. And I was like, yeah. Hi, This is my dream man. Oh my gosh. Switched I... from Mr. Ratburn to David Reed. <laughs> <laughs> I was already in love with David Reed from the music episode. Oh my gosh. <laughs> which, which song is that? Two Sides of the Story. Oh a yeah, he, is, he has a voice. A delicate kind of cake. 
I also love when Grandma Thora shows up early. Is this this episode? And yeah, Jade yeah. Reed is like, Thora, how nice to see you. She's like trying to block her from seeing in, and Grandma Thora is like, Are you okay? <laughs> she's like speaking super loudly so they yeah. know she's here. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that, kids? Grandma's, Grandma's here, Thora and she's coming here. in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so one last bit about the, when they're trying to do the cake all by themselves, when they they start the beaters and it's way too fast, so it sprays everywhere. That's this episode, right? Then the parents come downstairs. <laughs> Mom, dad, son, help! <laughs> okay, in this wonky, lots of overlapping, I think we're back to me with my number nine. So it's going to be DW's bad mood. Anybody oh. else have this one? okay a standalone a standalone just in time for my great declaration of crossovers (laughs) so much overlap (laughs) dw's bad mood is ruining the lives of the reed household and francine determines to get to the bottom of it again as Catherine was saying so many great quotes in this episode Basically, DW is jealous that she didn't get invited to a birthday party, and but doesn't really want to talk about it. And so the episode follows Francine and Arthur trying to get DW to talk about it. But at this one point, when they find out why she's upset, DW is like, here's what I want to do. And it's this imagination sequence where all the girls are like dancing in a circle and they're like la 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 and then dw flies over in a blimp and just goes time to rain on the little parade and it like <laughs> starts pouring and all the color in the scene washes out and so it's just a black and white world and they're all crying i remember she's like laughing maniacally <laughs> It's so great because just sometimes you want to do that. <laughs> just, oh man, I quote that. And also, what a quote! Yeah, time to rain on their little parade. <laughs> Francine is over at the house a lot, trying to help Arthur. And DW is like always in this like angry tone, but all of a sudden she's like, "Hey, Francine, can I ask you a question?" And Francine's like, "What?" She goes, "Why don't you go back to your own house and stop?" bothering everybody (laughs) (laughs) so savage but i think by far the best line is arthur's on the phone at night with francine and telling her what dw is saying in her sleep and dw goes it's wrong it's all wrong because and arthur keeps repeating everything she says to francine because because Arthur is a dodo brain. <laughs> because <laughs> Arthur is a dodo brain. <laughs> and then you can just like hear Francine's laughter through yeah. the phone. <laughs> it's so funny. They also go to the movie theaters. <laughs> the birthday parties happen. Like they they all go to the movie theater, and so and when they walk by, DW just starts like laughing so fake. She's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. I'm just having lots and lots of friends, fun with my friends, because I get invited to lots and lots of parties. <laughs> Which is just so relatable sometimes when you always try to act cooler than you are. And then... Fun! This is fun! (laughs) When it doesn't quite go as she had hoped, it didn't have quite the effect, she's like, I want to go home. And Arthur's like, but we just got here! And it's like some kid movie, and he's like, what am I saying? (laughs) Let's go! (laughs) But then Francine figures out what she's upset about, and 
delivers the moral of the episode, which is you can't go to every party and that doesn't mean that you're not loved or not valued. But then Francine invites DW to her own birthday party at the end and DW goes around, I'm invited, I'm invited! But <laughs> and so. Arthur doesn't get invited. Yeah, <laughs> she just right. invites TW. What a nice <laughs> friend Francine is. Oh my gosh, I forgot how many funny moments that one has. Me too. Sarah, you're number six. How the cookie crumbles. I love this episode. This is another episode that stuck in my brain well into adulthood. I do remember being kind of afraid at the beginning of this episode because. Uh, it's an imaginary sequence where they're all cookies and they're about to be eaten. That was frightening for me as a child. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but in this episode, I think it's the Strawberry Festival is happening in Elwood City. And Muffy won the like cooking contest the previous year. Uh, and she wants to, she needs to like repeat that this year. It's a, it's a lot of pressure. And she has her friends over and they just jokingly start throwing things into a, a mixer, like for the cookie mix. Uh, and then Muffy's chef like cooks it up after her friends leave and Muffy tries them and they're actually really delicious. Uh, so she enters them into the contest and she doesn't say that her friends are the ones who came up with it. She just takes all the credit for herself and uh her friends are really upset uh especially because she is now just trying to uh distribute these cookies but she doesn't know the recipe she can't remember what they put in it so there's like all these attempts at trying to recreate these cookies and muffy trying them and making various unpelezant faces like so to bite into one and be like ah (laughs) (laughs) but in the end she gives her friends credit and uh they're all their faces like it's a it's a picture of them on the bags of cookies that they're selling uh and they're all shaped like (laughs) friends as well which i thought was so cool (laughs) (laughs) but i always think of binky in this episode his one contribution to this recipe was banana and he constantly is saying it throughout the episode he's like banana that was my idea another thing that i love is the single raisin that was a part of yes those sound like horrible cookies (laughs) sound like amazing cookies i was gonna say Catherine will be such a fan but they sound disgusting (laughs) you like well they they need more raisins than just one too Catherine loves oatmeal raisin cookies whoa oh yeah oh yeah with the banana banana raisin cookies might be good not gonna say no till i've tried it too much fruit if you, put oh. in, if you put banana in anything, it's instantly banana flavored and it's the yeah. overwhelming flavor. That's true, but it could still be good. I'm just saying, if the kids had so much success, that's true. Then it must be good. We, they would love the recipe. Recipe. Okay, Catherine, your number six. My number six is Arthur makes a movie. So good. Didn't even make my list. I'm so glad you have it on yours. Oh my gosh, I love this one. I love it so much. Arthur goes and sees it like a James Hound movie, which is like supposed to be like James Bond. Or no, he wants to see it. They're like, they're seeing like some the trailer <laughs> kid movie <laughs> for TW. <laughs> and they do home. see the trailer. <laughs> and so they see the preview for James Hound and Arthur's like, oh, I'm not 13. And so all of his friends are lamenting that they can't see it. And then they just decide to make it to 
do the Jamestown movie. And it is so funny. They have like all these attempts at making the effects like Arthur is on a spike and he's <laughs> riding away from the villains and he says, This will give them the slip. And he takes like baby powder out from behind him. <laughs> and he like ends up crashing because he gets in the baby powder instead. <laughs> oh my gosh and then there's this one of brain at the library and he's like one or a two one or a two and he hits it and like all the lights go out at the library and you hear arthur just say i guess it was a two (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh and then another scene is when buster is the villain and he's like so excited about his claw he just keeps like saying that's the one thing he wants out of anything he's like claw (laughs) and and Francine is the damsel in distress and she's like oh who will help me and Buster just says no one will help you miss pretty young lady like, he doesn't know her name and so he just like is improvising on the spot that's what he says oh my gosh it's so funny and then Muffy's been the one who's supposed to film this with her fancy camera and they find out at the end that like she was not filming at all she didn't know how to work it and they captured all these just really funny scenes and at first the kids are kind of mad they're showing Prunella who's actually seen it seen the James Hound movie and it's just like all their flubs and stuff and they're like getting really mad and then Prunella's like no quiet it's so funny and then they just appreciate what they made and it's so funny and I also appreciate it because Rachel and has done many a remake of music videos <laughs> among other things and so it is just fun like the experience of remaking something and anyway love it I also love how yes because you're talking about the special effects being difficult <clears throat> to translate but yes. also like the imagined like how suave James Hound <laughs> is like Arthur is James Hound is going to be versus in real life like this will give him the slip but also even buster like buster is the super villain in his mind has like got the villain voice like down and then yes and then in mm-hmm. the, the acting he's like so stilted and like <laughs> <laughs> but i also love it the imagination sequence when he like is shooting a ray into the sea and all the fish come up and they go we must eat the land people <laughs> they, like, come up on the beach <laughs> so good <laughs> Arthur like also improvises when he saves Francine. He's like, one look into those eyes is worth all the money in the world. <laughs> He's like, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> also, Sharky reappears like Sharky. randomly, the only other time. Oh, yes. And so DW is so excited about it. <laughs> oh my gosh. So good. Uh, the rewatch that it's a funny one. I'm so glad you had this one on your list. <laughs> oh. I also love how they imagine when they'll be able to watch James Hound movies that the actors will be so old and they're like chasing each other around and <laughs> like walkers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what's happening now with all the remakes and everything. Yeah, Re- tell me about it. <laughs> but Arthur, they're still doing it. Arthur still predicting the future it. yet again. Oh. And yes. Okay. I'll get you held. <laughs> No fortress can hold me. <laughs> Real quick, I love that when they're showing Prunella, the first thing that you see is Arthur just adjusting his bow tie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that. That's James Hound. James Hound. James Hound doesn't wear a bow tie like that. Like he's his is black. And I'm like, and I was like, oh my gosh, what a pedant. And then I was like, oh wait, that's me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Especially oh when I was little, like whenever I'd watch a Harry Potter movie, I'd be like, I forgot this. 
Oh man, it stressed me out so much though. Even still, when I watch it, when Buffy hits the wrong button and the tape oh. comes out and goes into the pool, oh, it stresses oh, me out. Oh yeah, <laughs> your worst nightmare. <laughs> okay, Lauren, oh, where to your number ten? My number ten. <laughs> Speaking of Arthur predicting the future, Binky Barnstar expert. It's my number four. So this one, it's. A little bit different because it's about their art class rather than Mr. Ratburn's class. And their art teacher is taking them on a field trip to the art museum. And then she assigns them groups and they have to do a project where they present about one of the artworks in the in the museum. Arthur and Buster are going to be together, but then they find out they have to be with Binky. And so they're really upset about that. They're like, oh, Binky's going to make us do all the work. And they have all these imagination sequences of Binky just like being so rude and saying do all the work while i sit here and it's got the bully music (laughs) 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 and then recording of us singing the arthur soundtrack (laughs) 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 binky thinks that one of the he's he really loves this modern art piece is it is it a real artwork it's very piet mondrian to style yeah it's yeah, based so, on but it's not an exact of any of his pieces. It's just like a bunch of colored squares and Arthur and Buster are like, oh my, that's so boring. We cannot do a project on that. And so then they're they're like, hey, Binky, you can do a little bit on your artwork and we can do one on ours, but they haven't decided which one. Then they get distracted and they end up not doing the project and Binky's doing his project Um, and they show up to class. Oh, but Binky thinks that they've put the artwork up incorrectly that it's positioned the wrong way on the wall and Arthur and Buster are like that's stupid of course they put it the right way this is an art museum and they keep imagining that Pinky announces and it's the wrong way and everyone in the class just laughs (laughs) and my favorite is the art teacher is laying on the ground in stitches kicking her feet in the air just like ah (laughs) <laughs> wait what does she say she's like gasping for breath she's like, he, she says Buster, Arthur Binky, Binky you fail, you fail. <laughs> and starts laughing again and ever um, the kids like imagine the worst case scenario of an adult reacting to them <laughs> is so funny it's the best Binky ends up being right and Arthur and Buster give Binky the credit because they're gonna they're trying to award Arthur and Buster for doing this project but I do, I love art museums, and so I love that they're going to an art museum, and there's a lot of really fun art history references where they are, like, animated into the paintings of really famous art history works, and it's just so fun. Yes, it's I love so it, like, when they're in the scream, and Francine is screaming, and they're like, <laughs> not this one. And they're just the guys in the background. <laughs> and they go to, like, a Remington painting, and they're like, well, this is it, partner. You're <laughs> <laughs> so good. Are I they American this. Gothic too? Sorry. Yes. yes they are. Not very Not sad. Very like. sad and... <laughs> and the Great Wave. Oh yeah. yeah. Making me seasick. <laughs> yeah, this is one of my favorite episodes. When I was in 20th century art and theory, my junior year of college, after immediately after we talked about Montreal, I sent a link to this episode to my professor. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> And I just already sent back. His reply was, I think, cool! Exclamation point. Oh my gosh. So, Hyperallergic, which is an art news outlet, recently reported that a Pete Mondrian piece uh, has been hanging upside down for 
like a hundred years now at the MoMA. And <laughs> I saw this and I was like, no way. <laughs> I was like, this is exactly the, the plot of this episode of Arthur, my like one of my favorite episodes. And I commented on Hyperallergic on their Instagram post about it. And I said, Arthur predicted this in 1997. And a couple days later, and I wish I could take credit for this, but, but Hyperallergic, uh, I get an email from them every day. And the next email that I got said, did a children's cartoon predict the upside down Mondrian blooper? And I was like, yes, yes, it did. <laughs> it was because of you. I think well, so too. okay i mean this is kind of this is my also my like outside of this friend group arthur connection because my friend maddie who i made an arthur connection with a while ago texted me and she said thought you'd like this and i was like yes i love it i commented on their post and tagged arthur so i'm very pleased that this episode is finally getting the recognition it deserves and she responded she was like wait is this article because of you you did this (gasps) amazing and i was like um, I wish that, but they have a screenshot of someone's tweet in the thing, so I think they got it from them. Oh, <laughs> oh. still, <But> still. <laughs> you thought of it the same time they did. So, oh, so fun! Arthur predicting the future. Catherine, your number five. My number five is Buster Baxter Cat Saver. Honorable mention. I love this one. I wish I knew ah, more. It's my number six song. Okay, Buster just like has this ice cream with fish in it. Because he tries the brain's mom's weird flavors of ice cream all the time. <laughs> and so a cat jumps from his from a tree to Buster's arms. And this lady's like, did you see that? He saved that cat. And <laughs> the podcast, um, Elwood City Limits, talks about this episode. And they're like, wow, must have been a slow news day for Elwood City. Yes. Like, Buster makes the front page. But I love that they're like, cat. stop the presses. <laughs> <laughs> but also oh like gosh. a little bit of favoritism since bitsy baxter is right works such a head journalist yeah anyway so it's just a funny episode of buster getting a big head about this act that he got so much attention for <laughs> i just love his like the tv show that they're gonna like make and he has this theme song it's like cat saver cat saver he gets things down from trees <laughs> <laughs> so good uh, i also to, love like, his like character design on that with his normal head but then just the most yes! muscular body it is huge <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yes. he's like flying in space <laughs> and the villain's like cat saver's on his way and the other villains are like ham bone <laughs> and like a yeah! ghost deer or something like that yeah <laughs> oh my gosh violence isn't good kids but that's not a person. That's a giant ham. <laughs> <laughs> like jumps on it. Oh my gosh. And then when he like walks into class one day with the reporters, he's like, get a picture with of me with my fans. I mean, classmates. <laughs> <laughs> and he has like a jacket on and like these glasses. Glasses. <laughs> oh my gosh and then he finally it all blows up right where they like brain makes a robotic cat to set him up and for failure and <laughs> like the wind catches it it like flies <laughs> out of the tree oh my gosh it's just <laughs> the very end when he's like you know buster's learned his lesson but he's like watch out run away piano and Arthur friends are like very funny and he like pushes him out of the way and this piano just comes hauling by and then like <laughs> He saved those kids. <laughs> and there's like, it's... the paparazzi is back. Cameras yes. are flashing. <laughs> yes. 
And then at the very end, it's like, when you need help. And this guy's like, my piano slipped. <laughs> Buster Baxter. Piano saver. P- piano tamer. <laughs> yes. Piano tamer. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. We quote that all the time. My all the time. <laughs> the only thing I'll add is I love that when before it all goes to his head, when people are like asking him about it, he was like, I was just at the right place <laughs> at the right time. Which is so great. Oh, and when Arthur's like, I'm getting pretty tired of this story, and Mickey says, Not me. It changes every time I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, my number eight is Finders Keepers. Mm. What a good one. The kids are all trying to play baseball, but the field is too dusty. So as they're leaving, they're throwing the ball around and they lose it. So they're looking for it and then they find this key. Arthur, I mean, Arthur and Brain and Binky. So it's kind of fun. It's kind of an odd combination. And then they keep they each imagine what the key is for and and they decide to each go try out all their ideas arthur thinks it's a oh the brain thinks it's a key to the science museum the new science museum arthur thinks it's a key to the city and binky thinks it's a car key <laughs> they don't know which car it would be to so then they decide they're going to go put it back and then leave it there and then there's like a good the bad the ugly moment where they're all standing there looking at each other a mexican (laughs) standoff and then they all dive back for it and they're fighting mr morris the janitor makes an appearance and comes in and he's like oh i've been looking for that and it's actually key for the sprinklers but some of my favorite parts (laughs) muffy she's like when the baseball field's too dusty she's like let's go to my house and watch some high d tv (laughs) (laughs) I love the new science museum. It's got like this spacey music and then Brain goes in and there's these dinosaurs that they're a little spooky. <laughs> but I always loved that part when I was little. Oh, when Arthur imagines that it's the key to the city, the whole city is like frozen and he's got to go get the key to the mayor yeah. because there's like birds it. suspended in the air. And <laughs> Don't worry, <laughs> <The> birds! City- <laughs> <laughs> And then they throw Arthur a big party and he's got a parade because he <laughs> he saved the city. And then I love when he actually, when they're like debunking all of them and they go and the key is huge. <laughs> he's the like, actual key to the actually, actually, someone should return it. Someone did that a week ago. <laughs> and Binky's got his car with his cool glasses. <laughs> and Mr. Morris at the end says, jump and Jehoshaphat. <laughs> But the good, the bad, the ugly moment. That's so also my amazing. Favorite. Oh my gosh. Incredible side eyes in that episode. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I loved that episode. Sure, I found a key when I was little and like imagine all the things that it could open. And mm-hmm. turns out it's just the sprinklers. Oh, but the resolution <laughs> is they sprinkle the baseball field and then they can play baseball again because it's not dust- dusty. That's why it's so dusty is because Mr. Morris lost this key, even though it was exactly below. he's just like well (laughs) he looked real hard (laughs) (laughs) where did you boys find this like right here under this tree and he's like makes sense and now uh word from us kids our two questions are 
what location in the Arthur universe would you like to visit? And what is a connection that you have forged with someone outside of this friend group because of Arthur? First question, location-based. Sarah, take it away. Um, I think if when I was a kid, I would have said the Once Upon a Restaurant, but as an adult, that kind of terrifies me. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I think I'd want to go to the Science Museum. Their Science Museum is awesome. It's it features so cool. in a lot of episodes, and they always have such cool exhibits. It reminds me of the Pacific Science Center, which was our science museum in Seattle. I think I'd say the Sugar Bowl. Well, mine was also the Sugar Bowl. Just going very classic, because first I love ice cream, and they just sell all sorts of sweet goodies and treats. And then it's just a fun place for all the kids, like, hang out together and congregate so the sugar bowl was an honorable mention for me but i had to go with the tree house i feel like mm-hmm. oh, such an iconic gathering place and i think in my mind like in reality tree houses are not very comfortable like they're made out of wood and <laughs> i don't know i just feel like it'd be hard to actually get cozy but they always made that tree house look so comfortable and so nice so um, i might just one all the games they would play in it and stuff um, my other honorable mentions were the library, because that library is mm-hmm. sick, especially if you get locked in it. And also Arthur's house. Like, I just, it's so iconic in the colors of the furniture. I just want to actually go visit there. Did you guys, <laughs> they Did you guys make have... an Arthur haunted house at Universal? Ah! <laughs> and it's just Mr. Rapper and Scream. <laughs> <laughs> I would stay there. I just sit on the couch. <laughs> Do you guys have any honorable mentions? Well, I do now. <laughs> I didn't before because uh, I didn't want to overthink it. But absolutely the treehouse. I would love to visit the treehouse and the library. And now I'm upset that I didn't come up with either of those. <laughs> well done, Rachel. <laughs> this is just making me think of the time we went to that like Arthur Museum or part of the museum. And you could like go to their classroom. It was all just set up and they each had a desk and stuff. Yes. That was fun. Uh, a few years ago, uh, for Thanksgiving, we went to California to visit some of Niall's extended family. And I know I sent you pictures when I was there because they had an Arthur playground, like their local playground. They had like cutouts that had like Arthur ears on both sides. So there's a picture of me and my mother. <laughs> Second question. Tell us about the connection that you made with someone. My friend Maddie Lytle. We were in a few art classes together at BYU. And, uh, the first semester that we had art classes together for Halloween, she came dressed up as Arthur. And I, I like kept looking at her and I was like, are you dressed up as Arthur? And she was like, yes, thank you. No one's gotten it yet. And I was like, stop, this is amazing. <laughs> and since she had dressed up as Arthur, I kind of jumped to, oh, she'll automatically understand any Arthur reference I make, <laughs> but I did have to still explain them. <laughs> and Another friend, another art friend, also named Maddie, uh, was in the room uh, one of these times that I was explaining a reference, and <laughs> and she was like, she just kept looking at me, and she was like, you are so deep in the lore of Arthur. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. What a compliment. Like, what a compliment. I know. Thank you. <laughs> well, maybe this is a little bit cheeny, because when I was living with Rachel in college, we had an Arthur party, and we got... Our cousins involved, Megan and Natalie, and... I think it was, think it was just Megan. Megan. Yeah. yeah. But then our roommate, too. One of our roommates had an Arthur party with us, and we dressed up as the characters. We did at least two or maybe even three. 
think just twice. Was it just twice? Okay, you're right. I think you're just twice. But it was fun because we just like would dress up as the characters and watch Arthur. I'll just piggyback off of that because I was going to say my connection is my phone case because I do have an Arthur phone case and a lot of people recognize it. (laughs) More importantly, the second, I think I was Binky for the first party, but the second party as Bionic Bunny. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And I put a pair of underwear on top of my jeans to look like (laughs) Bionic Bunny's outfit. And our roommate came home who like, was pretty quiet and like kind of did her own thing and like like she was super nice and stuff but she like didn't really always connect with us and English wasn't her first language either and so there was kind of like sometimes just a little bit of a disconnect <laughs> that like whenever I went onto my like weird creative stuff and so <laughs> she came home and was just like so confused because I had like <laughs> chopsticks in my hair for like buddy ears and I'll try and <laughs> We could try and post a picture, but I was just kind of like, she like watched Arthur with us and loved it. She watched the hide and snake episode. Oh my gosh, yeah. And like was way into it and was super like scared of the snake, but it just was so funny for her to come home and just see me in this like, (laughs) I don't know, kind of compromising outfit. The best part is that wasn't the only time that she found Rachel in the kind of in a strange situation. But we won't go into that. Oh my gosh, so good, Lauren. We're all in Utah. Let's make an Arthur dress up and watch what happen because done. Yes, please. I want that. (laughs) My cousin that makes me watch scary movies had like a Halloween party a couple of years ago. And he was like, and we're going to watch Arthur's Halloween. Or I can't remember which episode it was, but I think it was the Halloween party. And then there's the ghosts. The fright stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we were the only ones. It was us two that were advocating for it because everyone else was like, no, we want to watch like an actually scary movie. And he was like, no, we have to watch this first. So happy. (laughs) And then I also wanted to mention when Emma's mom came to stay with us. She just, she was staying in Sarah's room and I was just sitting in my room doing homework. I just could overhear her talking to Sarah for like an hour about Arthur (laughs) and her mom was like, so who do you identify with the most? And like asking all these really deep questions about Arthur. And I was just like, wow, she should just live with us. Yes. (laughs) So good. We love Emma's mom. She fits right in. She came prepared. She was like, so Emma told me some things that you like. <laughs> like I know you like Arthur. <laughs> so tell me what character you'd be, just like Lauren said. Uh, and she was like, she was kind of embarrassed. It was so sweet. She was like, you know, I think I would be Francine. And Francine isn't always the nicest. So, <laughs> no. I, I oh, my gosh. Say that, but I think that's who I'd be. <laughs> I was like, Francine's one of my favorite characters. All right, back into the fray. My number five is Arthur the Loser. Yes, this is on my list. Um, Sarah, you said is your number five? Yes. Okay. My number five. So um, Arthur is excited to play a new board game, but he's disappointed to always lose until he decides to cheat. Um, and it's kind of this, like, it's called No Guessing, and it's... <laughs> <laughs> got this boy boy like sound to it whenever you win and the mascot's like an no owl good. yeah it's like no guessing yeah there's like a tv ad that plays and he's like i've gotta have this game 
And he goes and buys it, and then he's so excited to play it, and everyone always beats him. And in the commercial, the person who wins is like, I win! <laughs> and so he's so excited to do it. He's, like, practicing in his room like, doing it before he even plays with anybody. But then everyone keeps beating him, and they always do it, and he gets so fed up with it. But one of my favorite parts is Francine wins, and he goes, don't say I win. And she goes, okay. You lose. <laughs> I also love that the board game design looks like you have to move your pawn like three spaces before winning. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe yeah. There's a lot more to this game than <laughs> But then DW is playing against Arthur and she's like on this winning streak and she's keeps flaunting it in his face and so he's gonna lose and go fish and then he's like i can't lose like and so then he cheats and he's like oh my gosh if i can't like naturally change my luck i can forcibly change my luck and then he takes all the easy cards and he like he's like oh my shoe's untied and then pulls out (laughs) an easy card so he can win and so then of course he's on this winning streak and people get sick of playing that game with him because he's always winning so I also love that they start playing these other games and he is cheating at them too like they're up in the treehouse playing cards <laughs> and Swellen's like when did you put in all these mirrors <laughs> so that he can see everybody else's hand mirrors make a room look bigger Swellen <laughs> and like they're obviously playing, they're playing mini golf and right when Brain's about to hit it Arthur coughs and Brain's like you did that on purpose and Arthur's like oh come on it's part of the game <laughs> but I love when he does it because he's like oh did you miss <laughs> yeah that <laughs> so means I win <laughs> But then nobody <laughs> likes to play games with Arthur. And so they get Binky, who's a notorious cheater, to play against him. But Binky doesn't know how to cheat in this game. And everyone's like cheering against Arthur. And he's kind of like so sad about it. And then this is like one of the best parts is we haven't talked about it yet, but I'm sure we all will <laughs> at some point. Buster leaves for a good portion of the season. And so he's gone in this episode, but when Arthur's at his lowest point, Buster appears in his mind and is like, do you want to talk to me? And like sits on his little suitcase in Arthur's mind. Um, And Arthur like talks it out with him. And then he like disappears. And Arthur's like, that's what Buster would say if he were here. And it's just this like tender moment of like, oh, even when we're away from the people we love, their influence is still with us. And I just love that so much. But then Arthur cheats to lose. And everything kind of goes back to normal. But just so many iconic moments in that episode. And I feel like it's kind of a, you know, cheating is bad. Like, that's not a very creative moral necessarily. But the way they do it is very fun. So. Mm -hmm. Fern, like, walks by and he's like, why is everyone cheering against me? She's like, everyone's mad because you've been acting like a jerk. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Not only does Arthur cheat to lose, but at the end, it's revealed that he's been cheating this whole time, that nobody could have really pinned it down on him before. And then he gets a stern lecture by Binky. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah, I was exhausted almost every plot point of that episode, but do you have anything that you want to add? I mean, the last time I watched this episode, I cried when Buster appeared and he's like, you want to talk to me? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk to my friends. <laughs> so good. Catherine, you're number four. Uh, the one you referenced, Rachel, Arthur's faraway friend. Ah, <gasps> uh, my heart. This is my number three. Is I it didn't not put it on either. Part, so I didn't <gasps> cry talking about it. 
Oh my goodness. Oh wow. I don't okay. like I, sad I episodes. Like, I know. I shouldn't be that surprised. Sorry. This one is just so so good. It's sad because Buster's leaving and I like when the montage of Buster like waving to everything. <laughs> I'm I'm a nostalgic person and I've had to leave places. I've moved a couple times and so just the like yeah, the recognition of noticing all these places that have formed and shaped you and having to leave that. Oh, the part that is just like it's the saddest is so when he's sad. in the car and Arthur's there and the sad music is playing and he's driving away and he's like running after him. He's like, Bye Buster and I still just think of Buster saying goodbye Arthur as he's driving away and waving and then it's like totally quiet and Arthur looks down and he's just like bye Buster oh it's so <laughs> sad <laughs> oh my gosh I think I was gonna cry oh Catherine <laughs> it's so sad it's so sad <laughs> okay now you have to stop start talking <laughs> it's, a- <laughs> it's okay <laughs> I'm getting emotional Sarah's crying Lauren's over here <laughs> great i'm over here um i'm the other guy (laughs) yes so yeah buster's leaving because he's gonna travel with his dad this actually this plot point happened because of real life circumstances which was the voice actor who has voiced buster always since the beginning like a lot of the other characters have changed over time but buster has always been there he was like in his 20s i think when arthur started and so this is the second season and he was like well this is fun but i'm actually gonna go travel to australia and everybody he was working on arthur was like no we need you to be buster <laughs> like we only want you to be buster we're not gonna replace you so they wrote him out of the season wow. so the voice actor could go do this thing and then come back and be buster oh again gosh. but it wasn't like oh let's explore someone leaving you know it was like wow let's just get rid of buster for a little bit (laughs) i didn't know that until uh, wood city limits but some of my favorite parts of this episode buster's like kind of sad and doesn't want like arthur comes in and everyone's really sad and he's like oh buster you better tell a joke (laughs) and they're like oh no buster's leaving (laughs) and it's like ooh. (laughs) (laughs) but then arthur's like convinced to figure out a way to make uh, buster stay he's like digging a pit in the backyard and he's like i'm gonna seek him out food scraps and then later buster's like no i kind of do want to go and later he's talking to somebody i think so Ellen, and he's like he didn't even want to live in a pit <laughs> like he's so offended <laughs> that buster is actually wanting to go <laughs> the car scene rip like it hits so hard oof on yeah. every level and yeah i think especially all of us have had to everybody here been away from loved ones for extended periods of time and many years many months and i'm sorry sarah and catherine because i use this episode a lot whenever you guys have big transitions but in sarah's (laughs) moving to idaho card i wrote that the quote about sue ellen says moving to a new place is hard so it's okay if you're scared and um (laughs) sorry (laughs) but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I just, I actually, like, 
the the waiting montage is hilarious but also like oh so close to my heart i love when he's like yes he arthur comes to kind of be like okay like i'll support you and you and you wanting to leave and he's just like sitting with his bike and he's like just saying goodbye <laughs> to my bike and i'm like that is me in a scene <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh so good but yeah like we all have to go through really hard goodbyes and temporary loss and that's heartbreak and it's very cathartic to experience it on the screen so that's why it's in my top three favorite episodes from this season and that's why i didn't put it on my list at all because i knew if i talked about it i would cry (laughs) (laughs) check (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think it i think it was cool because it's you know arthur obviously exploring well even if it was forced yeah like hard things and also, Arthur and Buster are like the duo. They're the yeah. best friends. I mean, that just would never be apart. And so for them to have to split for a bit was just really like, what? What's happening? What? Is this still Arthur? Like, wait. who's Arthur going <laughs> to hang out with? Yeah. Yeah. But also, I think, like, I don't know, subconsciously taught us all, like, we might have to be apart from our mm-hmm. family, our well, duo, our, yeah, yeah. Uh, our people. Yeah, it'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Well, that's what I like about it was that it was just like, <gasps> and they yeah, they got through it. Yeah, and I think it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it ends with Arthur receiving a letter from Buster, and a postcard from Buster. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> a plug. Hey, Buster. <laughs> my number three is water in the brain. Oh, and this one. Like when I rewatched it, I was like, "This is maybe my current favorite Arthur episode." Wow! Just because it is, it is so funny as an adult. <laughs> um, it's not my like n- I mostly I rated nostalgia very high on this, so I didn't put it as my number one. But when I was watching it, I was cracking up. Um, so in this episode, Muffy's having a big birthday party at the water park, and she's inviting everybody, and Brain says he's not going. And they're all offended. They're like, oh, Brain <laughs> thinks he's too cool for us. He's too smart. He doesn't want to hang out with us. And then, uh, and they're being really mean to Brain. They're like ostracizing him. And DW, or Arthur is at home wondering like, why is the Brain acting so weird? And why is he being so rude? Like, he's our friend. Why wouldn't he want to hang out with us? And then DW comes in and she's like, I don't want to take a bath. And the dad grabs her or he's like <laughs> arthur points under the bed because that's where <laughs> she is and he the dad grabs her takes her back and she said thanks eggs benedict arnold <laughs> <laughs> and then arthur realizes like oh maybe the brain's afraid of water that's kind of weird so he goes to the brain and he figures it out that that's the reason and then he and Binky are trying to help the brain get over it and eventually they figured they just figure out the brain is going to come to the party he'll just hang out by the towels um and keep the towels dry and then we'll have fun at the water but we'll still all be able to hang out and be friends um and so it's a really cool episode about like sometimes people are different and they have fears and you don't have to force them to get over those fears like you can figure out how to still have fun and not make people do things they're not comfortable doing um but my favorite character in this episode is binky everything he says is just (laughs) so funny (laughs) 
so thank you is telling them about his conversation with brain about going to the party and then he says then he said he didn't like us because he was smarter than all of us <laughs> and arthur's like did he really say that and he's like well pretty much <laughs> and my other favorite brinky quote um <laughs> Uh, the brain, brain is coming out of the library and he sees Binky on his bike and he says, Oh, hi, Binky. And Binky goes, Oh, the brain is saying hello to me. I'm so honored. Thank you, Mr. The Brain. Thank you. And he's like bowing to him. And then, oh, Binky's hiding behind the bushes. This like is Michael my Myers. favorite. Oh, iconic. Like Michael Myers hiding behind the bushes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> And then he's about to splash the brain with water because he's just being mean. He has, like, water <laughs> they, just hate, they hate the brain and they just want to destroy his life, I guess. But Binky doesn't know that the brain is afraid of water yet. Um, oh, but I didn't mention um, Arthur comes to his house and he's trying to get the brain to talk about why he, if he's afraid of water. And that's when Brain says the quote. Um, I think I'm being called for dinner. I better get home. <laughs> and he runs out of the room. And Arthur says, But this is your house. <laughs> <laughs> here. Brain doesn't want to tell anyone because he's afraid everyone will laugh at him because it's dumb to be afraid of water, right? And so Binky is hiding behind the bushes because he's a jerk. <laughs> and he's going to throw <laughs> water balloons at the brain just because. And then Arthur's like, No, Binky, like the brain is afraid of water like that's why he won't come and that's why you can't throw water balloons at him and Binky turns around and it sounds like he's laughing and Brain's like I knew it people were gonna laugh at me they're so mean and Binky turns around and tears are coming out of his eyes and he's like I didn't know that you were afraid of water Brain I almost just I I didn't oh my gosh it was so insensitive yeah and then immediately he turns on a dime he's like what a stupid thing to be afraid of Uh, I really want to go to that aquarium that they go to to try and cure his fear. When Brain is about to fall in the water fountain, he's falling for like 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I never realized how long it took him. The and all just like, fall. no, it's the most dramatic moment. And he has time to say, like, oh no, oh, ah, ah, oh no, somebody else. And Arthur grabs his hand and he's fine. Um, but then at the end, it says, it would be really boring if everyone were exactly the same. Oh, yeah, because the beginning, Arthur's imagining that everyone's the same. He's the mayor. He's <laughs> yes. He is every person in the town. Oh, my gosh. That's where the Canadian yeah, robber yeah. comes in. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. The Brain. Thank you. I forgot all about that. Sarah, you're number two. Number two is Francine redecorates. That was an honorable mention for me. Oh, I love this episode so much. Um, Francine and Catherine have an argument about how they decorate their room. They're not happy with each other's decorations. And then Catherine decides that she'll have her own room. So she'll have a loft in the living room, uh, which is really just her bed and desk behind a sheet. Uh, And she imagines that it will be so cool to have her own room. And Francine's thinking the same thing. They realize, like, Francine's trying to, like, like, rearranging her stuff. And it's always, like on one side of the room or the other and just it looks so empty without Catherine's stuff in there and then Catherine uh says having a loft isn't as glamorous as they thought it would be but it's also sweet because they get each other presents that they think that the other could use to decorate their room at the end they're like our room 
like your real room. (laughs) (laughs) I also like that their relationship is still in character throughout the episode. Like even after like they are back together in their room, they're still like arguing and making fun of each other. But it's funny. Quick quotes from this episode that are some favorites. (laughs) Lacy curtains. Lacy ugly cats. Lacy pillows. Lacy and Lace! (laughs) (laughs) It has a unified theme. Yeah, nauseating. That's the theme. (laughs) So rude. (laughs) You are so ignorant. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Toxic Taste Dump is another great one. Is this the one where she gets the Batmobile? Yes, I was just going to say that. I love that. That terrified me as a kid. But (laughs) I also kind of loved it at the same time. Uh, so I loved the little bats. I thought they were so cute, but then they, like, in her in her dream, they morph into a giant vampire bat, and it's scary. And he's a deep voice, but <laughs> I also love on this one where Francine like drew out a schematic, and she's and Catherine's like, "Where's my room?" And Francine goes, right "Here, tiny <laughs> <laughs> <a> square." <laughs> and my favorite bit of decor that they show in the whole thing is Francine's Komodo dragon like statue with a lacy collar on it. <laughs> puts both of their tastes together <laughs> why is she like lace she's just girly compared to francine she's old <laughs> all right catherine you're number three my number three is played again dw oh yes. so classic so it's just dw playing crazy bus all the time and it is so funny like the one time she plays it plays it and arthur's like oh finally and suddenly you hear one more time <laughs> And then Arthur goes to this crazy bus like thing and he doesn't want to be seen so he puts on like an elephant trunk <laughs> and he's like, call me Steve. And he sees Buster there and Buster's like, he tells Buster to call him Steve and he's like, wait, you're here with your little sister too? And he's like, wait, you don't have a little sibling? And Buster goes, that's right, Steve. <laughs> so the parents go to like this reunion and they have this CD cover and the close-up says, Songs you can't believe you liked. <laughs> I was like, well, they're going to dance with their reunion. And then it's CW's Crazy Bus CD. And they call back to Arthur's house. And they're like, we have your CD. And then it shows a shot of like the Crazy Bus music <laughs> playing at the reunion. And all the adults are like dancing to Crazy Bus. Is <laughs> this the episode where they have to divide the house in half with tape too? Yes. Oh yes, my gosh. Arthur oh, and DW keep arguing about Crazy Bus. It's not stupid bus. It's Crazy Bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Is it also the one where he's marking how many times she's played it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> he's like she's flipping the pages. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I wish I knew the number. But you've already played it. (laughs) Now I'm just going to today. (laughs) So good. It is so funny. (laughs) That's right. Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's the best. All right. Lauren, you're number two. Okay. My number two is Night Fright. (laughs) So Mr. Rappern over here is talking about what they're afraid of and decides to talk about it in class. And they're all talking about their fears. And Binky says, I'm not afraid. The only thing I'm afraid of is I'll be so strong when I walk out the doors and slam the door. The school will break down. <laughs> and it's got that cool guy music again. <laughs> but turns out, so I guess the episode opens out on Binky in a Sound of Music-esque scene. A field of burgers. He's about to <laughs> eat a burger. And then it screams. And his big burger mommy comes out. And it's 
horrifying. And then Vicky's running, and there's like ketchup and mustard flying through the air chasing him. <laughs> and it is very scary. I was very scared of the child, but it was kind of a fascination with the abomination one. I was so scared, but I wanted to watch it, Same. which didn't often happen. And so Binky's having nightmares unless he has a nightlight. And it's a really horrifying, it's like a clown face. It's it is terrifying. It literally pickles the clown. <laughs> He's got some real good that helps. merch branding. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember thinking like, how does that help? Like that's that would give me more Especially nightmares. when it like zooms in and Binky's like stuck in the eye hole at one point. Oh, <laughs> terrifying. Yeah, his second nightmare um, with so evil Arthur. Arthur has to come stay at his house. <laughs> And there's an nightlight there, and he dreams that Arthur is showing everybody that he's got the nightlight and he's stuck inside it. And yeah, he said, Binky, come look at Binky. But my come favorite part is little nightlight. <laughs> and they all laugh at him. But he's Binky imagines that he tells the class, or Arthur tells the class that he has the nightlight and he's afraid, and everyone's laughing, and Mr. Radburn loses it. He's like, <laughs> he like screams oh. emphatically. He thinks it's hilarious, and I love that part. I just love big emotion, Mr. Radburn. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I also love the way up. Arthur dances when he's singing Bing. He has a night light with his little fingers. <laughs> Just such a jerk. <laughs> I do appreciate Arthur says he's afraid of ventriloquist dummies. That's like his first thing that he says. So I am Arthur. <laughs> and Binky is trying to be super nice to Arthur so he won't tell anyone but he like carries Arthur out on the lunch tray and <laughs> I always remember thinking I'm like Arthur's sitting on his lunch like that's not good <gasps> and at the end Binky is making Arthur he's mad because he like paid for his lunch and stuff so he's like Arthur you owe me and he's like I noticed he said I put three and a half drops of glue on your collage <laughs> <laughs> he has a very specific list of his nice things he did so I also love, I love the visual of Arthur in Binky's pajamas where he like they're so big on him. <laughs> These will have to do. And when Arthur wakes up, his Binky's screaming and he's just like, oh <laughs> I just love him. He's so cute without his The hills are alive with the sound of burgers. <laughs> and the sound the sound of the burger screaming the little high-pitched screams they use that sound a lot through the series but that's one that's just like in my brain forever (laughs) i've had that burger nightmare because i was so terrified of it as a kid just a bit with the like the mother burger coming out and Uh my number four is undoubtedly Catherine's number two buster the daredevils it is (laughs) This is um, Arthur and Buster want to learn new skating tricks from older students while they're at the skate park and they're dared into doing embarrassing stunts. Arthur quits, but Buster keeps doing it. He's unable to stand up for himself. Um, It's just full of the most iconic quotes. Oh my gosh. It is my phone case background is comes from this episode. Um, (laughs) But I love (laughs) they're trying to show how cool they are. So they go to a restaurant. I forget what the <laughs> other people's names are. It's like Slink. Slink. That's it. And there's another one. And I can't remember the other guy. Like Eddie or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. they show up and Arthur's wearing is wearing like his dad's shorts. And they're like just <laughs> trying to look really fly. <laughs> and like Buster's wearing these glasses and he can't see out of them. So he keeps like walking into things. 
and <laughs> Buster comes up and he's like, me and my home fry wanting home to join fry. your possum, uh, posse. <laughs> and they're like, what is he what trying to say? <laughs> One of the first stairs is singing Mary Had a Little Lamb really loudly and Buster like belts it on the street corner and Arthur's so embarrassed and like Jane Reed is there and she's shocked about it. <laughs> But they keep having these grand visions of what they're going to teach them. Yeah, let me do this alone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They, like, are like monks, (laughs) like, kind of in a Tibetan-esque village. And they are teaching him all of these skate tricks that are defy physics. But the one we cope most (laughs) often is the boomerang. (laughs) And then also, (laughs) train flying over water. (laughs) You couldn't pay me to take that baby comic. If you kids want a really cool comic, check out Pea Brain and Nuthead. Peanut sure cracks me up. He's not a peanut, he's a pecan. <laughs> it's oh, the best. My I gosh. think they're really starting really to like starting us. To like us. <laughs> Just everything about it, like. <laughs> like <their Yeah>. <laughs> like Beavis and Butthead. Yes. Yeah, the most Parody. disgusting animation. <laughs> and I also absolutely horrified by that. I just love He's how peanut. He's a pecan. How offended because we've all been there, right, with our own fandoms, but it's just so iconic. Like the minute oh differences gosh. between peanut and pecan. It's so brilliant. But I do, I love the setup from the very beginning of like what's in the bag and you have to kind of wait the whole episode to see that there's an insect that you're supposed to eat. Catherine, fill in anything you need. No, you've got it so good. And of course your quote, which is so funny, strap-ons, how uncool. (laughs) (laughs) I literally said that to myself in the past week. Easily, maybe one of our most quoted episodes. Easily. From these characters that like, will make sometimes background appearances, but they're never really seen again. <laughs> I believe we are down to everybody's number one. My number one is DW Blows the Whistle. Mm. I love this episode. This is one of, like, all-time favorite. Essentially, DW's class, or preschool class, learns about safety from firemen. Officer- <laughs> yeah, it is a fireman, but he- they call him Officer Safety. <laughs> they they give each kid a whistle and they're supposed to use it if someone's doing something unsafe so dw right after she is picked up from school sees a little boy about to cross the street without like a crosswalk or anything and uh she's like she blows her whistle and she says that boy is going into the street and then his mom turns around Matthew! <laughs> gets him <laughs> oh thank goodness thank you so much for blowing that whistle like i don't know what would have happened if you hadn't la 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 and then DW just becomes overly safety conscious about everything. One of my favorite uh, montages in the entire series is you hear DW around the house talking about different people in the house. Like, Mom! After she like blows the whistle, blows the whistle. Mom! Dad is cooking dinner over a hot stove! He could get burned! Dad! Mom is reading a magazine without gloves on! She could get a serious overcut! Arthur! Hell just went down the stairs without holding on to the handrail. <laughs> in the bath this whole time and he raises himself up like part out of the bath and he's like, How can Cal use the handrail? He doesn't even have hands. <laughs> Mom, Dad, 
Arthur is taking a bath now using a personal flotation device. Is <laughs> <laughs> the Ratburn Rally, which is where they race homemade cars. DW is concerned about the safety of the race, and Arthur is concerned that she's going to ruin the race, and he imagines her being like, this is not safe, and then they uh, make everything extraordinarily slow, and snails are, like, outrunning the cars. <laughs> but DW can't see what's happening at the rally, so she climbs a tree. She climbs up to the very, very, very top of the tree, and accidentally drops her whistle and then people notice she's up there she's stuck she can't get down it's really scary uh and then officer officer safety himself shows up in the fire department and they get her down then the parent their parents show up and they're like what's all this commotion and arthur very sweetly is trying to cover for dw and he's like oh uh some girl got stuck in a tree but uh she's fine now and then dw is just like it was me <laughs> i was the one stuck in the tree and it's just i don't know I, I love this episode it's so sweet it's hilarious throughout but then it also was really scary at the end but in a way that i was like okay it's gonna be okay but i like i don't know i guess what lauren was saying earlier like fascination with the abomination this episode always scared me but i also absolutely loved it all-time favorite love it Catherine, go ahead and reveal our number ones and sarah's number six and Sarah, lines number six. Arthur meets Mr. Rogers. Yes. I mean, just so great. It was this character, real life person, Mr. Rogers, becoming an Arthur character. Wow. I guess Jack Berletsky wasn't in the first season, but. Yoyama. Oh, he's just so, so great. And this, I was trying to think, like, why do I love this one so much? And it has so many funny quotes and just funny moments that we quote all the time that I just feel like I. It just is so great. That's just some of them that are so funny is when, well, and Arthur is like super embarrassed because Mr. Rogers is coming to stay with them because he's a family friend of Jane. <laughs> and Arthur's just like, oh, it's a baby show. Like, no, I don't want anyone to know. Well, he, at so, first he's excited, but then he kind of overhears his friends talking about Mr. Rogers despairingly. And so okay, yeah, he's like, oh, I can't let people find out because then they're going to think I'm really immature. Yes, yes, exactly. At first, he tries to keep Mr. Rogers, like, in the house, and he's, like, playing piano. <laughs> and they have this hilarious moment of, like, Mr. Rogers clapping. He's like, thanks, Arthur. I think Pan over DW, and she has, like, the worst, most bored face alive. <laughs> and she's, like, woodenly clapping. <laughs> he's like, wait, I haven't played my, my scales or something. <laughs> and DW says, Arthur, Mr. Rogers is going to die of boredom. <laughs> He's like, I didn't play the happy card. And he's like, she's like, you did nine times. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. And so then they go out, but Arthur makes the he and DW wear disguises so they won't be noticed. <laughs> it's like beards. A disguise. <laughs> and Mr. Rogers is like, I don't think I need a disguise, Arthur. <laughs> but something's telling me that you're not quite comfortable with something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, Rachel. Yes. And so then they're like running around town and they see Buster and Arthur's like just trying to get out of Buster's sight range, but Buster catches up to them. And he's like, Mr. Rogers, is it really you? And Mr. Rogers says, It certainly is. What's your name? And Buster says, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> so relatable. And then he also he turns and he points to Arthur DW. He's like, So how do you know Dopey and Sneezy? <laughs> <laughs> it's like 
DW sneezing because of her beard. <laughs> okay, Rachel, I, I want to throw it over to you so you can talk about some well, of the great moments. I also love when they're walking around. Oh my gosh, we're just going to talk about every aspect of this The episode. whole episode. I know. When Please. they're like looking at a statue and <laughs> Mr. Rogers is just being like, I feel like he's going to say something very important. Like, just every time Mr. Rogers speaks in this episode, I am like, yes. I love it he's so, much. so wonderful. <laughs> yes. But <laughs> Brain is hanging out with Rubella and Prunella for some inexplicable reason yes. in this episode. But Brain yes. looks out the window at this moment when Buster's with them, and he goes, Arthur looks very distinguished with facial hair. <laughs> I had that don't do i love it so much <laughs> but um at another point arthur is deli- he's gonna take letters that um mr rogers wants to mail and he runs into prunella and she's like fred and he's like oh i'm trying out some new names <laughs> but then when yes. he comes home he's like taking off his jacket and he's like whistling it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. He's like, what am I doing? <laughs> Buster comes over and just watching Buster's oh obsession is the best. <laughs> I'll throw it back to you, he, Catherine. He's got like this moment where he's like, you were doing a dance and I learned it too. And he's like <laughs> dancing in the living room. And Mr. Rogers just says, you remember that really well, Buster. <laughs> He's so nice. Dancing and like all the reeds are just like sitting awkwardly watching him. Buster has like no shame. Yes. And again, like talking about your fandom that you just love and <laughs> do anything for it. And you kind of I get the feeling that Mr. Rogers is like, I don't remember that dance at all. Buster's <laughs> like, just like, I learned it too. I also love at dinner when he Buster is asking like character integrity questions like Yes, tell me about King Friday and DW even is like, oh brother. <laughs> like this dude really believes everything is real. <laughs> but Mr. Rogers is like, oh, he only comes out on these days. Like he's just yeah, he's a like, realist. Does, I love it. Does King Oh my gosh, he's like, does King Usually Friday always weekly. come visit you in your tro Yeah. <laughs> I just love this other plot of Brain, Prunella, and Rubella becoming yes. really suspicious, and Rubella is convinced that they're turning someone's turning them all into zombie slaves. <laughs> and Brain is like <laughs> adamantly opposed to this theory, and so they're like sneaking around the Reed property, <laughs> and they go and, and Brain's like, "I'll just go ask Arthur. It's not going to be a big deal." And so he goes, and he's like, "Oh, do you need like? Are you stressed? Do you need any help with homework?" And Arthur's like, "No, thank you, but." If I have any questions, Buster's here. So bye. And then he shuts the door. And Prunella's like, Buster, help with homework. And Brain like is convinced that there are zombie slaves. Because <laughs> she's like, because Prunella's like, how stupid do these zombies take us for? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, and Brain's just like blank face nodding. <laughs> yeah. I also oh. love that. So Mrs. Tittle sees them. She just got binoculars. <laughs> and her shirt says crime watch. Like that's just her full-time job from her house. Just looking at the Reed's house with her binoculars. She's like on the phone and she's like, oh my gosh, burglars at the Reed house. We gotta go. And just like tells 911. <laughs> okay, and then at the very end, Mr. Rogers, not the very end, but like Mr. Rogers is singing 
this song to DW. It goes, there are thoughts along the way. And the camera pans over. And Buster is just, like, in heaven. His face is just, like, so content. Do <laughs> you like, think he's, he's just singing to DW? Yes. <laughs> it's the best. And Arthur comes and's like, you can go home now, Buster. <laughs> like, drags him out. He's like, and Buster's like, aw, he was just getting to the good part. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. then the the police come and there's like mr rogers walks out and suddenly there's like all these news cameras there oh my gosh and so then, and then he goes Arthur, arthur's cover is blown and so he's like dejectedly swinging yes and then mr rogers comes out and just says i wondered where you were hiding arthur and that's just also very quotable yes and then he talks about how he doesn't want people to think he's a little kid anymore and his has this great heart to heart with mr rogers whenever i feel mad or sad or glad i like to tell somebody like it is great sentiment and one that speaks truth to me when i need to hear it but just the way mr rogers says it it's like the most iconic <laughs> he's so soothing he just never says anything in like an unsoothing way i also love when he's like real friends don't make fun of real friends yes <laughs> and you're friends sound like real friends yeah <laughs> i also love arthur's like well at least no one in my grade watches the news and then it instantly cuts to muffy being like your house is on tv last night i recorded it in case anybody missed it <laughs> oh my gosh and then they're like all making, the tape. they're like all making fun of him and then mr rogers comes in and they're all just like <gasps> Binky's like can i have your autograph <laughs> oh. yes yeah, binky binky the one is going it's a beautiful day in me. <laughs> He's being such I a remember jerk. taking such personal offense at that mocking song. I also oh love my gosh, Mr. Rogers. He's like, did he really stay there? And Mr. Rogers is like, you're going to have to ask Arthur that yeah. question. <laughs> That's a personal question. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Pinky. It ends on this, like, still of Mr. Rogers just smiling. <laughs> oh, my oh my! No, my last note when I watched it was, why do I associate him with Jesus? Like, it, <laughs> that zoom on his face, I'm just like, oh, like, I had similar feelings to him, to the Mr. Rogers. Well, I think Mr. Rogers in general just associate him with Jesus because he's uh, so nice. But I also just think about the word from us for mr rogers segment instead of word from us kids and they have him filming and he's like he says that hiding line and they say okay fred that's a wrap yes Catherine, (laughs) so good and he talks about first name faces the moving pictures i was a thought in mark brown's head like he's just the best (laughs) and he's like they show every stage of like how they got like the character design to animation yes and him like saying like the vowels yes so good this episode is just so great because it has Mr. Rogers, but then like so many hilarious Arthur moments with like the plot going forward about like not being embarrassed about your past or childhood or whatnot. And so it is, it's and just got a lot of so, such great elements. And such distinct, like Arthur being really ashamed and Buster just oh, being all in. So, so happy. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite DW burn in this one is. Besides, he's got a die board. Um, uh, Mr. Rogers says, you look sad, Arthur. And D.W. says, he always looks like that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Lauren, you're number one. And Sarah and my number seven. My number one is Arthur's knee. 
And I think I chose this one as my number one because when I think of Arthur, I think of this episode. This first. is the one. This is the episode I say. If you ever watched Arthur, this is the episode you'll remember. Like if people yeah. are like, oh, I watched Arthur. I'm like, you know, you know, the Arthur D episode. And they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Arthur and the Brain are trying to do this project about a Roman chariot or something. And they need another bike wheel for their chariot. It's like a. That's an intense project. For third and the brain is the brain is leaving to do something. And Arthur's like, okay, I have to I'm gonna go get another wheel while Brain is gone. And DW convinces him to go with him because he, he doesn't want him to tattle on his parents because he's not supposed to go to the dump. So they go and it's super intense. He has to climb down this huge ladder, go under the fence, or not the ladder, just climb down this cliff face to the dump <laughs> and find find the bike and his shirt gets all dirty and then when and he's the climbing music back during up, this time yeah the music is so eerie yeah same time <laughs> but and there's like a spring that rips his sweater his iconic sweater that's oh, so yeah. upsetting like that's arthur's sweater as a hole in it and then as he's going up and you see this glint on this can mm-hmm. and you know it's not going to be good. And then he gets to the can and he's going up. He almost makes it. And then he scratches his knee and he's so dramatic. It's as if he got shot. He's like, oh, <laughs> and DW is there, <laughs> like grabs him and pulls him over the edge. And oh, then and he- the like the label on that, those beans, yeah. those lima beans are like oh. so connected to evilness with me <laughs> oh my Poor gosh man. and he's Poor like man. making all these noises throughout he's like yeah because yeah, yeah. Yeah. they have to like crawl yeah. their way through the backyard and every time he touches oh, the yeah. ground every time I, I always like had like a visceral reaction to that thinking about his knee on the ground over and over and over you know i was always like oh, so painful. i found the music yes Like, that's music straight out of Michael Myers's movie. It's like, yeah, it's Michael Myers, Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah all the scaries. So then he he's sitting in his room and his knee is really hurting him. And, oh, they tell the brain. And the brain's like, Arthur, this is really serious. Like, you can get an infection. And there's this super awesome sequence of the immune system as, like, Romans <laughs> fighting the bacteria. And uh, just so iconically, Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> and then they finally, DW convinces Arthur to tattle on himself because she doesn't want to tattle on him. So he tells their parents. They go to the doctor and they put a band-aid on it. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> And then they're like, now we're going to have to get the tetanus booster. And Arthur says, oh, okay. And I'm like, wow, that's some awesome modeling for children. Because <laughs> that's not the reaction that a normal 10-year-old would have. And a tetanus booster is thick. Painful. <laughs> and then I love at the end, they come to ask if Arthur can come play with them. And he says, I violated mom and dad's trust and I need to think about my actions. And then <laughs> they say, that's very mature of you, Arthur. And DW says, since you're grounded, let's play all these games. So. <laughs> I just remember I had a lot of emotions watching that. 
And mm -hmm. I don't think it came on very often, but it was one that stuck with me, even though I only saw it a couple times. It's interesting that that one was, like, so intense. intense. Yeah. Like, and I feel it's, like it's just because they, they just, like, set it the way they set it up with, like, mm -hmm. all the buildup and the music and the, mm -hmm. he's not supposed to be doing it. Like, they just made it, like, such a big scene. Yeah. And somehow it's me, like, which, like, I think it's just, like, a line with, like, an oval, like, a pink oval around it. And somehow it looked so painful. Yes. <laughs> and also the noise when he actually scratches his knee is kind of horrible. Yes. It's this body <laughs> horror genre. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but I also love that you like feel this tension you really feel the tension in like DW's agony of like should she keep Arthur's secret or should she do what she thinks is right and tell and get help for him but yes there is something like so shocking and traumatic and I feel like so many people that I've talked to resonate with this episode even if they like don't really remember it if you like start talking about it they're like oh yeah that that deeply affected me as a child <laughs> but I also I also love the opening. It's like all of Arthur's organs talking to each other. And it's like the two like lungs are like connected and like they always have to like <laughs> take a deep breath before they start talking and <laughs> the stomach. Stumpy. Yeah. The, the heart's always getting made fun of and it's like they're looking for Arthur's brain because he's not using it. But so but like mm. the main beef of the episode is so traumatic that you forget that fun opening. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, that is... And Arthur ends up wearing a different shirt. Oh, sorry, Sarah. I talked over you. Uh, I said that all of Arthur's organs are made in his image. Yes. <laughs> they all wear glasses. <laughs> Since he ripped his sweater, he ends up wearing a different shirt later, which is another thing in my mind that I always... Something's off about this. Mm -hmm. Arthur's oh. not supposed to be wearing that. He's sick. And isn't there like a robotic dog that he like kicks and it like falls? Like, yes. Oh, yes. Wait, wait, no, it's a that cat. That was scary. It was the cat. Is it a cat? Oh my gosh, the glint. Yeah, it's totally a dog. Um, Debunked. DW watching Arthur descend and come back up is me watching any sort of dramatic anything through her fingers and also all her sound effects like, oh, oh. so many gasps. <laughs> I hope that every horror director watches those like three minutes. <laughs> to really get what a good <laughs> horror film is a good setup like and this is how you shape a generation <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh man any honorable mentions really quickly that we nobody talked we, about we got all of mine the only one that i that didn't get a mention was arthur the square dance which is just a classic lost was an honorable honorable mention for me mm. yes the squid people um, yes and Arthur's Mystery Envelope is one of my all-time favorites. <laughs> so good. Put it in the fucking. Uh, Arthur's Underwear. I had to have some honorable yes. mention because of his hysterical laughter at the beginning. Like, anytime he thinks about Binky's pants splitting, he just <laughs> laughs and laughs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. My <laughs> going to bed and he turns off the lights and then giggles to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Quickly about Arthur the Square Dance, just with his whole thing with Francine where everyone thinks that they're falling in love with each other and they're like <laughs> Binky's like always like making kissy faces at them and oh stuff my gosh. And <laughs> with the glove oh it's so good Mrs. McGrady and her always raining and doing the square dance wow season two of Arthur is just chock full it's like I don't so know if there's good. a bad episode. it really is uh, but yeah like, seriously every episode is a gem and it was hard to narrow it down to 10, but it was also hard to narrow it down to honorable mentions, even. 
Right. So this is why we had to split. Originally, we were going to do season one and season two together. And we were like, nope, too many good episodes to talk about. So <laughs> I'm glad we did that. I'm glad you guys came back. I know that both of you mm-hmm. are coming back for more Arthur episodes. I don't know if, if together or not, but this has been delightful. Yes. So. Thank you for having us. Of yes. Uh, a pleasure as always. Uh, I needed this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll plan that Arthur hangout party sometime. Yes. You took the words right out of my mouth, PJ. Okay. Does anyone have Mr. Rogers in their number one? You yes. know I do. I knew Catherine and I would have the same number one. <laughs> this is another okay, one I had this... to leave off my list because I knew I would cry if I talked about it. Oh my gosh. It. Okay. Oh, I love it. Really, every okay. episode of this season is an honorable oh, mention. Oh, it's so, so true. Anyway. It's a great season. Uh, <laughs> he's like, shit, whoa. <laughs> he shuts the door. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting late. I'm dropping bombs. Let's go. This meeting is being recorded. Oh my gosh. The hosts are so cordial. (laughs) (laughs) We did not end up as that profession. (laughs) (laughs) Just like this version of Mr. Apprin that you don't, it's so from the heart, his scream. (laughs)